With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, it's Mike Adams again. It's nothing but the truth. One man's journey to find it. And it's April the 6th, 2015. Can't sleep. Just got a phone call. My son's going back in the hospital because of an earache. I sure hope it has nothing to do with the vaccines. It's just one of those things the kids get, I hope. Anyways, this is part five of the Jesuit slash Zionism slash United States of Israel slash New World Religion. And this time we're going to be doing something that I don't normally do, but as I've been connecting the dots, this is from throwbackchristianity.com. I am not a supporter of this particular site. As like all sites, except for a few, like think, I do support thinkorbebeaten.com or... Uh, James Japan's JamesJPN.net. Um, I do support a lot of uh, Walt Stingles, except for the the Cynthia Evans stuff, <clears throat> and that of course has Grand Design Exposed. And uh, well, you know what can you do? But anyways, this is article is called "The Jesuit Creation of Zionism and a One World Religion." Um, we're going to be talking about some things I don't normally do. For those who will be accusing me of being a Jew basher, I'm not. Just the truth of the matter is, I'm bashing everybody. I don't know at this point. It seems like, but I don't think it even has anything to do with whether you're Roman Catholic or Jew or uh, the average Freemason, the average Southern Baptist, the average, uh, you know, whatever. I think uh, all these, all of us have been exploited by these institutions. But we look at the Supreme Court justices. There's uh, six Roman Catholics, three Jews. We look at the article I just read with Bill Clinton and uh, what's this uh, Epstein? Epstein? Yeah, um, there is something going on. There is an unholy alliance going on with uh, the synagogue of Satan and the uh, Little Horn at Daniel and the uh, Son of Perdition and uh, Second Thessalonians 2. There's something going on. Um, obviously, if we just read it, uh, uh, once again, what we're over, we've gone over uh, Revelation 17, 18. Um, the merchants of the world the drink of the, the wine and the fornication of this religion we look at this uh, new world religion with a blending in of um, 
all the different major religions. And so what are those major religions we're talking about? Well, there's a false Christianity. There's uh, even uh, a false Judaism, um, even though that doesn't make it any better than the real Judaism, per se. At least the real Jews recognize the state of Israel is not legitimate. We look at the state of Israel, and it was a Jezreel creation. Why would people be so... There has to be some kind of unholy alliance going on with um, these quote-unquote crypto-Jews, as like to call them. And we're going to look into this. So, um, And it goes in deeper than that. But this is only one article, and I'm not going to spend a whole heck of a lot of time on it. But what I'm starting to think, too, is there's a lot of folks that are quote-unquote Roman Catholics or recognizing there's things wrong. And then they might have a couple things to share with us. They might be wrong about their religion. But maybe they have something, a few things historically right about how the world is. At least maybe about how their their religion. A lot of them seem to notice that the Society of Jesus or the Jesuits caused a lot of problems in their religion. Of course, if we look at history prior to the Society of Jesus, the Roman Catholic Church has <laughs> been responsible for the killings and slaying of many of God's people the saints, but also others. By the tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, maybe even more. <sighs> we look at the... Uh, we know, we look at a world with the seven billion people on this planet, but how many billions were before us? We've got to remember, I would be surprised, would be surprised there have been many, many billions of people on this planet, and how many of them have been slaughtered by these false religions? Are they some of the guys of false religions? Are the false religion was used by those banksters, uh, the ruling elite, those who are under the influence of Satan himself? Maybe they didn't know it to kill many, many, many people. So, anyways, we're going to look at this. We look at the ISIS horror set IHS, the symbol of uh, um, the Jesuits. What is this all about? Is it more than just the sun? I don't know. I really don't know. But it is perplexing to me, and it is concerning me, and it is something that needs to be addressed. I don't hate Jews. I don't hate anybody in particular. But I do hate being lied to. And I hate uh, the deception that's out there. So I also recognize it's not just me that's being deceived, but 99% of us, it looks like. If not more. So let's find out what this article has to say. Once again, my disclaimer is I don't support this website in any way, shape, or form. I don't necessarily agree with everything that's in this article. But for some reason, I feel prompted to read it. Plus, I can't sleep because I'm worried about my son because he's going to the hospital. Once again, with an earache. He was crying earlier today. Took a nap, woke up just crying and crying. And, uh, yeah, I hope he's okay. hope his mom's okay, too. I love her, too. Uh, and, I mean, I, I'm all right not being with her, but I still care about her. She is my, my son's mother, so. Don't need to have it reciprocal, that's for sure. I'm okay with the way things are, so. I got my Lord and Savior. I got his word, and I got hope in him. Anyways, 
Hopefully, we'll get something out of this. It starts out. Some claim, in fact, you know what? I'm going to expand this before I get too ahead of myself. Once again, eh, lettering's a little small for me. Okay. Some claim that the Jesuits are, quote, crypto-Jews, end quote, meaning that they belong to a secret society of Jews, such as the Freemasons, who seek to destroy Christianity by pretending to be Christian through corrupting Christianity from the inside. This seems like a, a far-fetched conspiracy, and I'm not too crazy about conspiracies, but some are very intriguing and do seem to have historical sources to back them up. This is one of those because this comes from this author. Who is the author again? Should we get the, the name of that guy? No, of course you never have the names of these authors, do you? No, nobody wants to do this. I don't blame him. You know, it's it's a tricky road to be in. You're gonna offend a lot of people. People in high places too. About the author, TB Christianity? I don't know. <laughs> what the heck's that? Uh-huh. Believers, org Australia. And those. Australia, okay. Uh, I don't know who this is. Once again, it's somebody else. Once again, some mystery author. <laughs> uh, like I said, you know, I'm not the one writing this. I'm just reading it. I can't tell you that it's true or not. What I will say, when he says his first you know, statement about it seems like a far-fetched conspiracy, could be. And he might, uh, and I am not too crazy about this either myself, Um but there seems to be a correlation. It's been bugging me for a few months now. And I know even in my circles, it's relatively publicly incorrect to bring up Jews. But there is a thing called synagogue of Satan. Talking about Jews that are not Jews. Is this what he's talking about? I don't know. Is it part of what he's talking about? And I talk about the Lord Savior now. I don't know. It seems that way. Anyways, here's a timeline of many important events in history which possibly revealed a plan that has been in action for quite some time that is coming into a coming to its a full consummation. Now, certainly it is necessary at least in order to have this one world religion that uh, the rulers at the top, stemming from the Vatican and papacy, uh, we'd need to have compliance with all other religions, religious leaders, one way or the other, right? Um, so why not? Why is it all Jews in the, in the Jesuits? We know that you can be a Jesuit uh, you can be an Islam, be uh, an Islam. You can be um, an um, 
a Hindu, you could be a Baha'i, you could be a whatever, you could be a uh, Southern Baptist, you could be anything you want, as long you know, and it ends justify the means. So uh, we look at the dynamics that were going on in Western Europe. The migration of many folks from the Asia Minor and uh, Eurasia, a lot of them, uh, not all, were Jewish, Babylonian Jews. Certainly, after hundreds and thousands of years, there'd be this kind of blending. Um, I don't know. But once again, I want to say I am not some Jew-hating person. I I do hate religion, though. <laughs> Name of religion and uh, and bankers, bank the banking system, uh, and being enslaved, and uh, I, I hate that for all of us. So, anyways, number one, this is the timeline. In 1540, Ignatius Loyola found the, Jes- the Jesuits or the Society of Jesus. Just before the Counter Reformation, Ignatius was known to be completely devoted to the papacy. Prior to his founding of the Jesuit order in 1527 AD, Ignatius was brought before an ecclesiastical commission on a charge of sympathy with the Alumbratos or the Illuminated, who were a known society of mystical Christianity. <clears throat> now we look at mystical Christianity. What else does that kind of remind you of? Contemplation of prayer, spiritual formation, uh huh, mystics. Uh, you know, you can be a mystic and be part of all sorts of religions, can't you? Most were converts from Christianity. Uh, most were converts to Christianity from Judaism. Hold on a second, folks. Hey, Chasey. Hey, boss, what you doing? Come on, Chasey. Hey, silly Billy, what are you doing? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's Chase for us. So. Okay, well, all right. Good. This is the same in Austin. All right. Sorry about that. That was my son's mother calling at the hospital saying that, yep, he has an ear infection. At least he doesn't say in the hospital. Ridiculous. I sure hope it has nothing to do with the vaccines. My big brother used to have Eric's or ear infections all the time when he's a baby. And I know that there's always people say they always have a kid that has something like that. I hope it's something nothing to do with the poison they're putting in them. And if that is, what can I do about it? I have no control over it. For even though I take care of my son most of the week, I have no custody, so where was I at in all this? So the mystical Christianity. So the uh, Alambratos of the Illuminated. Uh, some people say the first, you know, uh, the Illuminati. I don't know. Most, I wasn't around then. and uh, Until I find something really concrete, a lot of history for me is a mystery, if you will, which I don't like that term, but that's what happens when the those who control the past, what they do, they twist history. So most, so this bit, you know, who knows? Most were converts to Christianity from Judaism. Ignatius only received a warning and was told not to teach Christianity to anyone. <clears throat> Interesting. Few Protestants know that dispensationalism was created by Francisco Ribera, a Spanish Jesuit priest in the 16th century during the Counter-Reformation. In this theory, uh, Rome could not be the Antichrist because the Antichrist would be atheist. The Jews would be restored to Israel. Hey, that's part of this dispensation of futurism. They got that one down. Uh, a third temple built, and then the Antichrist would appear. But they still need to build a third temple. They want to recreate this scenario. And then, of course, they got to figure out who's going to be their Antichrist. Mm-hmm. If they need to even fulfill it. But, but it's certainly not biblical. The Gentiles would be apostates, and the Jews would become God's chosen people once again. Well, they seem to have managed to create that one already. Maybe they need to go any further. They've already created this this last point. Uh, The Gentiles, who did not fall away, would be raptured into heaven at the three and a half years into the tribulation. Part of dispensation of futurism that's not found in the Bible, by the way. And a guy like Steve Anderson would preach, unfortunately. That's why I can't support them. Few uh, premillennial rapture and Zionist Protestants realize that they have been tools of the Roman Catholic Jewish Jesuits in spreading a false doctrine 
that is found nowhere in history of the early church. Now we look at this Roman Catholic Jewish Jesuits. You know, could it be? I mean, we look at Pope Francis. He's a Jesuit. He walks around with that hat with the blue star of David on it. That blue star that we see called the Star of David, could that be some kind of symbol for the tablets that they use of recent, past couple hundred years? Seems that way. It's real easy to be an expert, though, isn't it? You're not there in the know. <clears throat> Although the theory did not gain much ground during the Counter-Reformation, it later took off in the 17th century when another Jesuit manual, Lachunza, wrote a book, or work entitled, quote, The Coming of the Messiah in Glory and, and Majesty, end of quote, under the Jewish pseudonyme Juan Josephet Ben Ezra. Ben Ezra which was almost identical to the work of Ribera. At this time in history, all the reformers believed that the papacy was the Antichrist. Number two, Mayor Amschel Rothschilds was born in 1744 in what, would, what was called the, quote, Juden Gaza, or Gassi, Juden Gassi, in quote, or the Jewish ghetto of Frankfurt, in Maine, Germany. So I guess it must be in or aim. Maybe it's in Maine, Germany. Okay. Not much history is needed here, for most know that the Rothschilds would on to become the richest family in history through Myers and, and Amschel's knowledge of foreign trade, which he learned from working at Oppenheimer's in Hanover. He went on to become an expert in collecting and selling of rare coins and also producing coins for the Prince of Hesse. Now, I don't know, you know, I've heard this statement numerous times now that the Mayor Amschel Rothschild was the richest man, or or the Rothschild family is the richest family in history. But, you know, are they really? Do you really think that the leaders in the Roman Empire of Western Europe would let that happen? Are they really? Certainly, could be one of the richest families, but the richest family? You know, I've never seen anything to verify that. No hard facts. That doesn't mean it's not true. I'm just saying that there Sometimes I think a lot of times we just quote things from somebody else says, and part of our problem is we don't really have the research or the resources to verify the statement. I'm going to go with they're one of the richest families, but I don't know if they're the richest family. They're certainly some SOBs, that's for sure. But so are a lot of other families who aren't even Jewish. So, owing to Napoleon's seizure of Holland, in 1803, the leaders of the Anti-Napoleonic League, 
chose Frankfurt as a financial center where from to obtain the sinews of war. After the Battle of Jena in 1806, the Landgrave of Hesse and Kessel fled to Denmark. I don't know what the Landgrave of Hesse and Kessel is. Where he had already deposited much of his wealth to the agency of Meyer Amschel uh, Rothschild, leaving in the hands of the later species and works of art of the value of 600,000 pounds. According to legend, these were hidden away in wine casks and escaping the search of Napoleon soldiers when they entered Frankfurt, were restored intact in the same cast in 1814. Interesting year to choose. 1814. Isn't that when the Jesuits took over the Vatican? Since the elector returned to his electorate, electorate, see Marbit and Memoirs, 1891, page 310-311. The facts are somewhat less romantic and more business-like at most of his life. Rothschild, so far from being in danger, was on such good terms with Napoleon's nominee, Prince Delberg, that he had been made in 1810 a member of the Electoral College of Darmstead. The elector's money had been sent to Nathan in London, who in 1808 utilized it to purchase the 800,000 pounds worth of gold from the East Indian Company, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a Jesuit corporation, knowing that it would be needed for Wellington's uh, Peninsular Campaign. He made no less than four, I think it's four profits on this. One, the sales of Wellington's paper. Two, a sale of the gold to Wellington. Three, on its repurchase. And four, on forwarding it to Portugal. This was the beginning of the great fortunes of the house. Juice Encyclopedia uh, of 1905. And by the way, there's always been, don't forget about the Italian bankers and Italian families that we read about prior to uh, uh, Rothschild showing up. <clears throat> You know, the Rothschilds weren't the first ones in town, first game in town, that's for sure. And probably not the last game in town. So... Sorry about the sponsor, folks. 
That's one thing. It's not another. So, so yeah. So the Rothschilds were the first game down, and they weren't the last. And that's probably not the last game you tell. And I really have a hard time believing that one family has all this wonderful power. But here we go. During this time, the Jesuits created the Illuminati, which unites the Rothschilds with the Jesuits. Could be. I personally think Illuminati is more than just the Jesuits or the Rothschilds, but it's all these folks, all these different organizations, with the banking, military, political, religious, in bed with the Jesuits. There's Rome. And Jews are otherwise, Roman Catholic otherwise. I think it's just an umbrella term for all of it. Am I right about that? Probably not. But at this point, that's where I'm holding, until somebody can prove otherwise. It's a little convenient to just say it's Rothschilds and the Jesuits, isn't it? <laughs> Especially if your argument is going to be that the Jesuits are a bunch of Jews, which we know is not the case. Maybe they had, maybe there are they're Jewish inclinations. I don't know. Who knows? To me, my bet's are that they're mostly Luciferian and Satanic. But then again, if you look at Jews in the synagogue of Satan, but they're not the only ones who are Luciferians and Satanists. So now where do we go? I think when it comes to the synagogue of Satan, it's just talking about Jews who rejected their Messiah, our Messiah. During the order's suppression from uh, 1737, or excuse me, 73 to 1814, Pope Clement the, looks like the 14th, uh, General Ricci, the 18th Superior General of the Society of Jesus, from 1758 to 1775, created the Order of the Illuminati with his soldier, Adam Weishoff, uniting the House of Rothschilds with the Society of Jesus. G.B. Nicolai Nye, History of the Jesuits. Uh, Their Origin, Progress, Doctrines, and Designs by London and G. Henry G. Bond. Sounds like a book to read. <clears throat> the Jesuit general has been the most powerful man in the world since uh, Pius the Twelfth, or the not the Twelfth, the Seventh, restored the order or company in 1814. There's the year again I was talking about. Um, by the way, also when we look at Lorenzo Ricci, like we talked, we read in um, oh gosh, Tupper Saucy's book, Rulers of Evil. Was General Ricci actually over here helping to create what we know is the corporation of the United States of America? I don't know. Why not? 
could be the could be the the uh, professor, as they call him, the Nati Professor. Hmm. Anyways, problem is, wasn't there? Wasn't part of? Wasn't invited to the party? Was I? Because the order of suppression by the Pope in 1773, uh, the Jesuits began the Bavarian Illuminati with one of their soldiers, Adam Weishoff. The Illuminati absorbed the Jewish House of Rothschilds, creating a colossus of wealth around the world, subject to the Jesuit general. <clears throat> well, it seems to be the case that, you know, if you look at the, supposedly, the Rothschilds or the bankers for the Vatican, the Jesuits control the Vatican, could be, this could be the case. I would not be surprised if we're wrong about everything <laughs> at this point, um, except that that's what, what the Bible says, that Satan runs this blood joint. God loves it. So, With this uh, financial arm in place, the Jesuits then made war on the Vatican, including the Pope. There were Catholic monarchs of Europe and the Order of the Dominicans. This Inquisition crusade was called, quote, the French Revolution and the Napoleonic Wars, end quote. Yeah, that could be the case. It certainly seems that way. For 25 years, the Jesuit generals, Masonic agents, particularly in the person of Napoleon Bonaparte, conducted war. Bonaparte also punished the Knights of Malta, driving them from their Isle home uh, to Russia. Eric Phelps, Vatican Assassin, 2nd edition, page 582. Could be. They're certainly back and forth, aren't they, in the, the Knights of Malta? The Jesuits was now formally suppressed by the Pope, were allied with Frederick the Great of Prussia and Catherine II of Russia. The Jesuit general was in control of the Scottish Rite Freemasonry, probably still is, and now sought the alliance with the Masonic Baron House of Rothschilds. To accomplish this, he chose a Jesuit who was a German Gentile, not a Jew, by race and a Freemason by association, Adam Weishoff, Eric John Phelps, Vatican Assassin, 3rd edition, page 401. Weishoff and his fellow Jesuits cut off the income of the Vatican by launching and leading a French revolution. By directing Napoleon's conquest, of Catholic Europe, as the order would do with Hitler. <clears throat> as the order would do with Hitler. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. Similar, but neither know. By the revolt against the church, led by such priests as a father. Hedel go in Mexico, Latin America, by eventually having Napoleon throw Pope Pius VII in jail in Avignon 
until he agreed as the price for his release to reestablish the Jesuit order. This Jesuit war on the Vatican was terminated by the Congress of Vienna and by the secret 1822 Treaty of Verona. This is the reason why I want to read the Treaty of Verona later. Just get this treaty being mentioned. For what it's worth. Ever since the Rothschilds have been the fiscal agents of the Vatican, Emmanuel M. Josephson, Jewish American physician and historian, the quote federal end quote reserve conspiracy and Rockefeller Rockefellers end quote nineteen sixty eight. White House, isn't it amazing how people have been trying to figure this out for how many years now? How many decades and centuries? <laughs> how close are we all getting? I wonder sometimes. Weishaus father was a rabbi. Well, that right there is a big warning sign. Call them men rabbi. And if anybody's a rabbi, they don't believe in the Old or New Testament. And they think that Jesus, as we learned in this earlier, is a dog. Is, is, is um, something that's easy. They see our Lord and Savior is evil, our Creator. Okay, so Weishoff's father was a rabbi named George Weishoff. He passed away when Weishoff was five years old. However, since the Jesuits are a society that was created by the Jews, it is, not, it is no surprise that Weishoff would go on to merge the Jewish Jesuits with the Freemasons in the Illuminati. <clears throat> now, if you're going to merge the Jesuits and Freemasons and the Illuminati, then Jesuits are the Illuminati. Right? And Freemasonry is the Illuminati. And since the Jesuits control secret societies, and Freemasonry seems to be everywhere, being used politically, the Illuminati, Roman Catholic Church, the papacy, the hierarchy on down for those who know what's really going on I don't know it's a, it's a hunch it seems logical to me more on Adam Weishoff born in Ingolstadt Germany in the heart of Roman Catholic Bavaria from which originated the orders 30 years war from 18 excuse me, from 1618 to 1648. Adams Weishoff, a white German Gentile, was educated by the Jesuits. In 1775, he became a notorious professor of the Vatican's murderous canon law, including the evil Counter-Reformation Council of Trent. Since Pope Clement XIV's bull of extinction was not enforced in Lutheran Germany, the order flourished at its University of Ingolstadt, out of which Weishoff established the Illuminati in 1776. And joined the Grand 
Orient Masonic Lodge in 1777. He united the magnificent financial empire of the Kabbalistic Masonic Jewish House of Rothschilds, the Guardians of the Vatican Treasury, with the opulence, opulence of uh, the International and Secret Anti-Jewish Race, Primarily White Gentle Society of Jesus. Nesta H. Webster, Secret Society, some subversive moments, South Pasadena, California, and Necessary Publications, 1988. First publication in 1924. <laughs> Edward Irving adds a 200-plus uh, introduction of Lucinza's work and publishes it for the English-speaking world. A study of these works are host, hosted in the late 1820s at Albury Park at the home of Henry Drummond. Included in these meetings was the Hebrew scholar Joseph Wolfe as well as the, an Anglican, a representative from the Presbyterian Church, and John Nelson Darby. Dun, 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 dun. Darby went on to folk to, quote, found, end quote, the dispensational theory and the rapture in the United States. It seems that these meetings had a, a representative from the most popular denominations of the time. Henry Drummond went on to found a Catholic Apostolic Church, which promoted the study of the, quote, Jewish roots, end quote, of Christianity. At the time of the Albury Park meeting, he had already founded or founded the London Jewish Society. Drummond was also a very wealthy banker. Of course, you got to be a wealthy banker to do any of this kind of crap. And in politician linked to the Rothschilds, and of course, that would have been natural. Just talking about Europe now. Like uh, most, quote, Christians, end of quote of the time who were interested in the restoration of the Jews to Israel. I, I don't know about the fact that most uh, Christians were interested in the, the restoration of the Jews to Israel. I doubt that very much. And in fact, I would argue that now we're talking about the early 1900s that most Christians already had the state of Israel and the Jews were probably not even on their mind. It took folks like Drummond and Darby and uh, and Schofield and um, Joseph Wolf and many others to implant that in people's minds. Now I'm doubting very much that most Christians are even thinking about the Jews in the state of Israel. Number four, from these teachings, the Seventh-day Adventists, the United Church of God, as well as the Torah observant churches, became popular, all of which are Jesuit-embedded 
due to the theology of each being traced back to Drummond and the Catholic Apostolic Church along with Lachunza and Ribera's invitation of the futurist version of the Antichrist and the millennial reign. I don't know about that statement, but I do know one thing. This now that I'm not now I can honestly say I'm not the only one that says that the Jesuits invented the Seventh-day Adventists. Along with the Mormons, and the Jehovah's Witnesses, and the United Church of God, and dispensational futurism, and although they might not all agree in their stance on the Bible, what it says, it doesn't matter because they're all created by the same institution, which now goes back to this whole claim that they're daughter churches of the Harlot Church, the Mother Church, Rome. Whether Jews are running or Jesuits or uh, Mongols are running it, it doesn't really matter. It's still what it is. But we do want to understand why it is, outside of, and go a little deeper, I guess, than to simply say, well, Satan runs the show. During the same era, the Rothschilds, united with the Jesuits, came to the rescue in a financial disaster in Europe. Afterwards, the Jewish Encyclopedia states that Rothschilds, from that point forward, owned a papal dynasty, thus giving the Jesuit Rothschilds more control of the Vatican. <clears throat> Maybe. I need to get some more information than this to buy that, but uh, maybe something analogous occurred in England when the century-long competition of the Barings and the Rothschilds culminated in the failure of the former in uh, 1893. So uh, something analogous occurred in England when the long, the century-long competition of Barings and Rothschilds culminated in the failure of the former. Okay. But in the case of Rothschilds came to the rescue of their rivals and prevented a universal financial catastrophe. It is a somewhat curious sequel to attempt to set up the Catholic competitor to the Rothschilds that at the present time the latter are a guardian of the papal treasurer. Jewish Encyclopedia, Jewish Encyclopedia 1906, Rothschilds. That is about the time that officially England was handed over. Back to the Roman Empire. If you are not an American, you will not understand why your country is on its present course. Really? As it, it, I don't know what he means by it, because it, it too is controlled by the Jesuit general through his select 
Jesuits, Knights of Malta, Shriner Freemasons, and Knights of Columbus, and the uh, Illuminati, Masonic, Kabbalistic, Labor, Zionist, Sabatine, Frankis, named after the black pope baptized Jacob Frank. The Jewish House of Rothschilds. I don't know how that's true as far as the uh, Sabatine Frankis part goes, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is true. There seems to be this unholy alliance between the Jews and Rome, the Roman Catholics. At least at the top, the Jewish House of Rothschilds. For the order controlled the infamous House of Rothschilds since no later than the French Revolution and Napoleonic Wars, after which the Jesuit-led crusade of the Rothschild family was a surname the, quote, guardian of the Vatican treasury was Gerhard Phelps, Vatican Assassins. Third edition, page 9, B. Okay, this would be really interesting here because the protocols of the elders of Zion. And in 1903, the protocol, Protocols of the Elders of Zion was published in Russia. Some say it is a forgery or plagiarized text from another book entitled The Dialogue in Hell. However, it should be noted that since the publication of the Protocols, the exact accomplishments of much of the material contained within its pages is downright eerie. <clears throat> Based, the base plan of the protocols is to control the world's banking system. Well, uh, first of all, in 1903, that would not be a very original concept. That has been a plan for a lot longer than 1903. Okay? But we'll go along with this so far. The base plan of the protocols is to control the world. Okay. To use poverty as a means of winning elections in order to control people and destroy morals. We see this in the Democratic Party with their promises to assist the poor while allowing gay marriage and abortion. Of course, this uh, clearly is a, an American at this point. And now if we're talking about gay marriage and all that, we know that this thing has been written in the past 15, 20 years. <clears throat> also, as far as that nonsense of a Democratic Party, whether as we've discussed numerous times in my this recording of the show, nothing but the truth. There is no such thing in the end of the day as a Democratic or Republican Party. It's all one party. It's all two wings of the same bird. So it don't make a darn which party it is. It's all going to pr- promote the same agenda, pushing it forwards. Gay, whether it's gay marriage and abortion, Republican or Democrat, it's a game they're playing. So this guy clearly hasn't popped out of that. As far as the protocols go, yeah, um, it seems pretty clear that the Jesuits did write this. And therefore, it would not be all that amazing that a lot of the things that would be coming in would line up eerily in the pages of uh, the book because they're the ones dictating the show. They're the directors right now, folks. Big deal. Doesn't make it prophetic one bit. According to the author Leo Lemon, Lehman, the protocols were written by Jesuits. And I agree with that. Although I can't prove it. 
any more than probably Leo Lehman can, but it makes sense to me. It certainly doesn't make sense that a bunch of Jews were running the show, although it makes real good sense that a bunch of Jews would be blamed for running the show in case things kind of go sour and bad. What do you think? Got to have those front groups. Make sure if something go bad, you can you have fall guys in front of you. It's how it always works. Works in corporations, and it works in the real world. As far as politics, nothing new. Number six, in the late 1800s to the early 1900s, propaganda to the restore restoration of or aid, the six million Jews began to appear in the newspapers, magazines, and other periodicals. See, the first Holocaust by Don Hedenschmeyer. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. But you know, the one thing is, but why is it always six million? It's always been, you know, how long has it been six million? You know, like you say, six million, six million, six million. I mean, Man, those head numbers mean something to these people. Six, 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 six million. As early as the nineteen hundred, as nineteen hundred, Wise is recorded telling a Zionist gathering that, quote, there are six million living, leading, suffering arguments in favor of Zionism, end of quote. That's interesting, don't you think? Six million. Must have been a specific number they focused on. If that was going <laughs> to... Dang. I wonder how many actually did die in, that, in the World War II. As reported in New York Times article, The First Holocaust, Rabbi Stephen Wise, there it is, Rabbi, don't trust anybody, <laughs> Rabbi. All sorts of nonsense, and then they'll try to bugger your kid. So here you go. You, this, the thing with our kids, you got have to go against them. Priests, Jesuits, rabbis, all sorts of perversions, Perverted people, man. Not to mention your public school system, the television. You know, really, if you can somehow get away from physically in this world, if you're one of those fortunate ones that can uh, raise your kids off the grid. You know what I mean by the grid? It's not about electricity or gas or public water, utilities. Somewhere where no, hardly anybody's watching television, wasting their time and mindless stuff on the Internet, that you're reading books, that you're exploring life, that your kids can somewhere or somehow way go around and play with the neighbor kids and you could feel okay about it. That would be really great. In fact, if we just bring it back to the 1970s as bad as it was back then and it wasn't the greatest, but at least kids were able to play in the neighborhoods. 
at least there was only four channels that you had to listen to. You know, most of it sucked, let's be honest. And so we went out and played. Except for Saturdays, maybe Sunday mornings. Uh, but most of it, at least for my neck of the woods, now maybe your neck of the woods didn't suck. But my neck of the woods, it really sucked. So, okay, there's a rabbi. And I'm sorry, I don't respect anybody who calls himself a rabbi, but then I don't respect anybody who calls himself a father. Understand me. This is not a racist, bigoted thing. I just don't. Any man that thinks that they're better than me because of their status, forget it. I'm not going to live a life like that. No, I'm not going to do it. Now, you might have more control over me. You might be able to suppress me and beat me down and imprison me and do all sorts of things, but she doesn't mean I have to respect you for doing that. No, I don't. No, do you have to. That's not respect. That's oppression. Why do I want to listen to some babbling fool called a rabbi? But anyways, or a priest, or father, and most pastors, to be honest with you. Most bosses, just face it, most bosses suck too, so... Admitted that Judy, that Judaism is not the religion of the Bible, and it's not. Quote, the return of, from Babylon and the introduction of the Babylonian Talmud marked the end of the Hebrewism and the beginning of Judaism. Very valid point. Hebrewism and Judaism are two different things. That is of truth. That's not me being bigoted. That's not me hating on Jews. Jews are not the same thing as Hebrews. Jesus Christ was a Hebrew. He was a Jew. He didn't follow Judaism. That's the truth. Please point me out, tell me if I'm wrong. I would love somebody to tell me I'm wrong. I like to be, know that I'm wrong. But you know what? Let's, let's be honest about this. I mean, everything that we've been told, I mean, everything in the church, you've got to tear it all down. You've got to read the book. You've got to study. You've got to challenge everything you hear. Now, I, saw, I know it says Jews are Jews. You know, a, a synagogue of Satan. Jews that, Jews that say they're not Jews. Or Jews that are not Jews. Say that you're Jews or not Jews, whatever. Okay, we say he's Hebrew. He's Jew. But being a Jew is not the same thing as Judaism. Judaism, J-U-D-A-E-S-M, and there's G-E-W. It's the Bible. And I don't buy into the fact that... Um, the one thing that I don't I won't buy in the fact that this... i got to recant everything I just said. I just realized. Um, the return from Babylon and the introduction of the Babylonian... Talmud marked the end of Hebrewism. No, it didn't. It marked, it, what it did is it... Uh, no, I didn't do any of that. I mean, there were still true uh, 
Torah-believing Jews who still believe the Bible. I mean, Jesus is one of them. The Old Testament, five books of the Old Testament, well, actually more than that. That's not true. Yes, there were Jews and there were Hebrews. Our Jude people who practice Judaism or Talmudic, Babylonian Talmudic Judaism, and then those who still believed in the Torah. There were still those. They followed Jesus. That's not true at all. Of course, let's go back to who actually said this. A rabbi. Ah, maybe I'm getting late. I'm starting to lose my mojo here. I got snuckered into a rabbi after bellyaching about a rabbi. Anyways, listen, it doesn't matter what Rabbi Stephen Wise says. It's not true what he just said there, okay? <clears throat> Ironically, we find this New York Times article in 1905 in Russia, on Russia, insisting that if the Communist Party, Jewish-led, Jesuit-controlled, Manipulated, Vatican controlled, by the way. And so this guy's saying things that I'm not necessarily agreeing with. So you're going to find that as I read these articles, there are things that I'm going to tear apart. Uh, this is this is the problem with one of these articles. I'm going to have to find my own damn book one of these days. Ridiculous. You can't say one thing. You can't. You know. Well, you can. You they mix the truth of the earth. Listen. Rome, the Vatican was involved, the Jesuits were involved with creating communism. This is a Jewish led, a downward negating all those now we're starting to negate what Rome was responsible for. So anyways, this is what he's saying. The Jewish led uh, Communist Party can overthrow the Tsar's government. Six million Jews would be free, thus ending Zionism. What? And designers may be. It has this article once again, and it says here the Jewish preachers view the uprising in Russia. Uh, Reverend Dr. M. H. Harris spoke in the temp in the Temple Israel Fifth Avenue uh, and one hundred and twenty five Fifth Street yesterday morning at the regular service on the quote Russian situation end of quote. <clears throat> I wonder if these pastors ever were, and reverends ever were. You know, I used to be under the impression that, you know, 200 years ago they were telling people the truth more. I wonder if they were. (laughs) I don't know now. He prefaced, of course, this is, you know, 100 years later, and the paucity had really started to ripen. He prefaced his remarks by referencing to the uh, testament and the history uh, the history to show that the people had gradually received a large sphere of freedom from nations and governments from the exercise of their powers and duties he declared that if free a free and a happy russia uh, he declared that a free and happy russia with Six million Jews would possibly mean the end of Zionism, since the uh, abolition of the atrocities would 
practically eliminate the causes that brought Zionism into existence. Interesting statement, huh? Russia, he said, seemed to prefer its own bloody experience and learning the learning the power of the people to profiting by the experience and the history of other nations. Uh, 1905 New York Times article. I think I'll stop right there. But anyways, uh, yeah, let's just look at this a little bit. So here's an article from a pastor, a pat or a reverend. There's another term I don't like. I don't find in the Bible. A reverend, reverend, doctor, doctor, yes, reverend, doctor. Wow. Better respect what I respect my authority. Looking at this, the Russia's, Russian situation and how this reverend is planting in the minds of the uh, congregation. And I imagine there wasn't some insignificant congregation if it was on Fifth Avenue and 125th Street in the Temple Israel that if declared this country Russia free and happy with 6 million Jews there Interesting, 6 million Jews in Russia in 205. Then, of course, in World War II, 6 million Jews die. What would be the odds of that? Just a question. I'm not saying it didn't. But that number showed up for some reason. It's a magical number, isn't it? Would possibly mean the end of Zionism. So, in other words, why was the Bolshevik Revolution really that important? Zionism, the importance of Zionism. And what was the Zionism again? Oh yeah, they create this the state of Israel with this blue hexagram. Why is it so important? Really? Is it just about religion? No. Is it about restoring the old Roman Empire? about the one thing we cannot deny is the influence of Judaism in our lives Zionism in our lives and Christian Zionism in our lives we can't we have to be honest with that there's something seriously screwed up going on when it comes <laughs> what's going on in this world and I hate to say this because, you know, I was like, for a long time, I'm like, oh, you're going to be a Jew hater, a Jew basher, but you know what? I don't think so. I don't think it's being a Jew basher to talk about this stuff. I think, first of all, we've got to understand that the, that whether Roman Catholic or Jewish, it doesn't matter. The hierarchy in all these in these religions, in the religions themselves, to be honest with you, or of Satan. That's true. 
They teach false doctrines. They don't teach the truth. They don't teach peace. They themselves teach racism. They themselves teach a satanic system. So put them all together in a blender and you come up with Satan's world religion. Anyways. I guess next time I do is we'll start to get more of these articles from these uh, this one's another one from nineteen Times May Times article, and of course you start bringing this stuff up here. You remember the Bolshevik Revolution came out of this country. Really, it was financed by this country and financed in particular, and a lot of the folks who ended up starting the Bolshevik Revolution came out of New York. And then, of course, isn't that interesting? This is now, what's it, Schofield's Bible come out in uh, 07, 08? Is that right? Couldn't be timed any better. I don't know. It's real fun talking to yourself. So anyways, God bless. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.